You feeling ready? I'm ready. All right, we're <laughs> going to start recording in three, two. Hey, everybody. I'm Naomi Sedani, and I'm the founder of Little Denty Pediatric Dentistry here in Darien, Connecticut. Come join me along for the ride and see how it unfolds. This is the making of Little Denty. What's up, Naomi? How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Pretty. I mean, we both just got our coffee. Mm-hmm. What happened to you this morning? My Nespresso blew up. <laughs> <laughs> How does that happen? The more I say it, the more ludicrous it sounds. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was working fine. It's done its thing. It served me for a good two years. And then all of a sudden this morning, it just started overheating. The motor sound just going like... And then it started blinking orange on it. And I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? I touch it and it is hot. It is really, really hot. And I was like, oh, geez, okay. It's winter here in New York. So opened up the window, tried putting it like near there. It was not cooling down. (laughs) I don't know. On TikTok, I keep seeing descaling as like the new trend. So I was like, oh, maybe my Nespresso wants to be descaled. I I don't know. Tried running that. That worked as in like it took my descaling situation. And then it just kept overheating and it was getting so hot to the point that I couldn't touch it. So immediately unplugged, did same day target pickup and I am waiting for it to be ready to go. And in the meantime, I had to pick up local coffee. So if you hear some ice shaking, I'm caffeinating. How do you, how do you take your coffee? I usually go black, but today I needed, it's Valentine's Day. I kind of wanted a sweeter note. So <laughs> <laughs> I threw in Splenda. I know. I have the same these, but like, isn't it funny when you like throw in like a little dab of, you know what I mean? Some Splendor, like a little dab yeah, of milk. Like, I'm like, just a touch of cream. And he was like, how much? I was like, skin color, just touch. And then he was like, okay. And so he kind of came through. It's a little bit lighter than what I would normally go for, but it's all yeah. good. That's but cool. I think the funniest part though is when I only want one Splenda. I put like half to one packet in like a medium size. And instead they leave me with so many. I literally have like, See, and then I have like six sitting in like my jacket pocket right now because that's how many the guy gave me. I don't know if it's like more than like one in their drink. Kind of gross. I don't, mm-hmm. put, but I mean, I know for when it comes to sweet tea, I put a lot of stuff, like, you know what I mean? Oh, it's but, sweet uh, tea. It's like in the name. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so real quick about the Nespresso thing. Did it break, break, or you just thought it overheated and then it boom? Like, do, does everybody else have to look out for that? I think I fried it. Literally, I think I fried it. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what else I did. Because also when I, you know, like how it opens up at the top like this, mm-hmm. the inside, the metal is like a dark brown. Like it looks like I roasted the metal somehow. And I'm like very confused. Google it. Yeah. Now, now but like, Google you know what I mean? Back. Like wait, whenever you can and be like, hey, did I fry it or whatever, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. Okay. I'm hoping that something will be there. <laughs> yeah. And then you're open now, right? Yes. Um, wait, when was this? What is today? Tuesday? Last it's Wednesday. Tuesday. Last Wednesday was my opening day. Man. Well, in another episode, we talk about your exact first day and we dive into it. But how do you feel? I feel really good. I'm happy. I think last week was like a whirlwind. I hardcore crashed on like Saturday night and like caught up on sleep. I don't think I realized how intense everything was the past yeah. week. I feel so much better now. I'm feeling better. Like systems are coming into place. We're figuring out our rhythm. We're going to start ground marketing tomorrow. We're going to like a bunch of, we kind of close the office just to like start going around and saying hello to everybody. So I'm excited. That's good. So the night before, were you able to sleep and stuff or were you more like, when did you sleep the night before? Oddly enough. Okay. So I had, I have a consultant 
And so she came the two days before opening, trained us basically from 8.30 till 4.30. So I didn't really have time to do anything. I was still getting supplies. Like as she was like training us, the supplies from Patterson were like still coming in. I was like, I'm not booking any patients on my opening day. I know that's like so weird, but I am so happy I did that. And we saw our first one Thursday. And I think we've seen like six so far, considering we've only been open for like two, three days. And then so far we had like 13 to 15 booked out for the next like couple of weeks. So it's going and I'm happy. So your opening day, you didn't see nobody? Uh, purposely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I scheduled nobody. I refused. We took the phone calls. We made it seem like we were fully booked that day. And then instead, we, I just organized the crap out of this place. I walked in at least the next day and I felt so good. The idea of like a first day was like gone and I just kind of went into business, but I was so much happier. But I have, I'm kind of glad I also didn't. Um, I had family and friends come and surprise me with hellos, bringing their kids. And so I think the day was just taken with that, plus like setting the office up. And so I, I wouldn't change it. I was also drinking champagne towards the end of the day. <laughs> Mimosas in the morning. Posting tables throughout the day. That would have been a good day. Yeah. Been so it was a great first day. <laughs> I know. It was the best first day. Everybody needs to do that. Okay. It was, um, all of it was more, I guess you can say, mindset. But it wasn't the first day because technically your first first day was the day you saw patients, right? Yeah. I guess technically Thursday was. Um, My first patient, he was like a four-year-old. So in case you don't remember, I have a pediatric therapy group right across the hallway from me. And... I've been getting like a lot of like inquiries from them just because when parents are coming out into the hallway where the elevator is to the right is them and to the left is me. So you kind of can't miss us the moment you walk out of their doors. And one of them, this first patient came from there and he was like a four-year-old with a lot of sensory issues. He wasn't probably the best first patient to start with. <laughs> um, he was a lot, but it was like a good wake up call. I was like, oh, okay. So if this happens again, how are we going to do this? So I was able to talk to um, Beatrice, who is like my front desk slash assistant. And we figured things out like a little bit better, but he definitely, um, he woke us up. <laughs> like, this is for real. Okay. Interesting. Like, yeah. He came in and just like ran. Oh, really? He just started running around? Oh, he just, he went insane. All I could do on him was an exam. I couldn't even get a cleaning done. I felt so defeated. I was like, did I just open up an office and I have a kid I can't even do a cleaning on? What? Are you going to do a cleaning on him or no? Mm -mm. Oh. So I actually reached out to his therapist across the hall and I've been talking with mom just to kind of implement more desensitizing visits like with them. He, his sensory issues, he actually doesn't allow anyone near here. So like uh -huh. rushing at home is hard and all that stuff. And mom is really adamant about not traumatizing him, which I get. So we're just going to try to, before things get like busier here, we're going to work with her to like maybe have their therapy appointments part of it like over here. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to, we're going to just see how it goes. But I think it's going to be important because if things go decently well with him or mom is like at least happy with how he's progressing, mm -hmm. it would be a good idea to like get something going with the therapy group across the hall. Because I'm sure that there's like a lot of kids right now with those sort of issues. Mom doesn't want to traumatize him? Like pin him down and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that could be. I can, like, I can see it. I mean, I'm used to it. Like I can just do it like really quickly. I just want to make sure things are not going on. But like I get where she's coming from because this is a sensory issue that they're really trying to like fix out. So yeah. before things get like really bad, let's just try to desensitize him. Did your parents ever have to do stuff like that to you growing up? Where like, you know what I mean? Like they're big vapor rub or anything kind of weird? <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not traumatized, you don't remember it then. They're right. They probably did it. Maybe they did. I don't know. 
Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> they also okay. probably didn't tell me, but I was a very bratty child, so I would not be surprised. <laughs> You're like, I, I deserved it. I did that. Okay, gotcha. Interesting. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about Beatriz. Yes. Well, is that your only employee or no? You, yeah, you have, okay. right now. Yeah. Right now, right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're talking about hiring and onboarding your team, right? Yes. So real yes. quick, was it your, because your consultant is Jean, right? Jean yes. St. Louis? Yeah. Is she the one who came up with like the salary and the job requirement and description or you did? Um, She kind of gave me like bullet points about what my first employee should really be. And we just had a realistic discussion about like budgets and all that stuff. Basically what she does is she creates like budgets for everything. Um you know, dental supplies and all that sort of stuff. She gave me a certain amount that we were going to try to keep for this entire year. The goal is obviously to bring on an assistant at some point. So we had to like take on Beatrice's like salary as mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm keeping her at first, but you know, say mid summer when hopefully we'll be busier, do we have enough budget to bring on an assistant on the days that we're here? So it's like little things like that, that we had to just like kind of have a talk about. And then I took Beatrice more as a front desk slash assistant. And so I'm letting her decide whenever we get to that point, what direction she kind of wants to go. I see her more as like admin, but like if at the end of the day, she cares more about being with the patients and I'm not going to stop her there. Um, but that kind of took into play like the salary, what my benefits to her were going to be and all of that. What is the budget for the whole entire year then? I think 56,000 okay. was how much we put aside 56 or 58. I forget the exact number, but it's, so we basically, I started her off at 21 an hour and then I gave her a stipend as well. So Beatrice travels in order to get here with me from like New York. So the train rides and all that stuff can like add up. So we're giving her an additional 450, I think. Yeah, 450 um, a month to basically like use at her discretion. And so when you take all of that into account per month with the hours that we expect her to work, it's coming out to almost $25 an hour. So this is... Average, above average, or this is um above average at least. I think like, so. Yeah, in this area, um, obviously, like she's doing a lot for me. Like she's taking on. I'm not trying to get someone who's you know going to be with me only for a few months. Like it's already stressful dealing with all this, and like she's going to be like my rock at least in like this first year. So anything yeah. I can do, like at least help her, that's my goal. And if I grow, I've already told her she's going to grow too. So yeah. And then Beatrice and I have a interesting history. So we, knowing what she made at her prior job, this was definitely much better for sure. This is at least like almost 1.5 times more than what she was making at her prior job. She was what making- was, Oh, 17? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So like how I did that, I wasn't even trying to do the math. I was just like, let me see if she'll tell me if I look up and like, think about it <laughs> and everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Should I act like I'm doing the math before? Okay, so she was making 17. I mean, it's so, I don't know. Uh, what's the normal range around there, actually? Uh, so this was in New York, and 17 is like not that much. The minimum wage in New York is 15. So she had been with this particular office for two years. So the fact that that was still her salary is like kind of crazy. And my old job, in Connecticut, I know that the assistant, they were making between 22 to 25 and they had been there for a couple of years. So usually you would expect growth to a certain amount, but. Awesome. Okay. So she's been with you for how long? I, Me and her have been working. So I literally, I stole Beatrice from my old job in New York. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have, if you don't remember me and my old job in New York don't have like a really good history. They're screwing me over with a paycheck and stuff. So Beatrice kind of was miserable at her at the job 
What sucks is they were getting, say, 17 an hour, but there was, like, absolutely no benefits besides, like, overtime. The hours were just, like, really insane, and it just wasn't, like, a really good work environment. Beatrice and I, like, developed a really good, like, relationship, not just, like, a friendship, but also, like, a doctor front desk sort of vibe. We, like, just knew how to, like, work together really well with our demeanors. I just got to a point that, like, I was keeping an eye out. That's when Jean and I had just started talking about who I should be looking for, when I should start putting out ads. And it just happened to be around the time that she was starting to mention how miserable she was and she wanted to start looking for another job. I didn't know she would be open to the travel. The office is like a 40 minute drive from her place. Or if she takes like the subway, it's like a little, it's longer. It's like an hour. So I wasn't really sure which direction she would go. But she like hopped on board and she's been like really great and like a huge asset since the beginning. That's nice. So then rewind a little bit. You mentioned, um... Jean told you when should you start putting out ads and who should you be looking for? Yeah, so she, Jean's like requirements or not requirements, but like suggestions were really that you want to find someone in your first employee who has a little bit of the dental experience and that's going to be really essential. You can always teach someone a front desk. You can always like teach someone like how to maybe work with you to assist. But the biggest thing is they need to have a little bit of dental knowledge because to enter this space and have zilch is going to be really, really difficult. So her, she was like finding someone who was an assistant who would take on the task or someone who was like dental office front desk who would still be able to do that. What's going to be important, you need someone who was able to do the front and the back as your first employee because that was like a little bit more of a particular requirement. It's what lent itself to a better hourly pay. So you wanted to start like putting out feelers about like eight weeks before opening. My opening was February 8th. She was suggesting to start putting it out like mid-December, like around the 14th, 15th. She -hmm. said the hardest part, though, is Christmas time and the holidays was going to be difficult just to find someone. But usually then early January is when people are like, I want a fresh start. I want something new. So people are going to probably bite a little bit more at that time. And that was the game plan. Okay. Okay. So look for someone with dental experiences, right? Very experienced. And then putting out ads eight weeks before. Yeah. Okay. How did that look? How did the job requirement, the ad and everything in the placement go? So I had it set up that I was going to be doing Indeed first. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was actually, where did I read this? I think it might've been on one of the Facebook groups and I thought it was a brilliant idea It was trying to use your social networks for internal marketing. Hey, I am looking for, I don't know, I'll just say dental assistant, or I'm looking for my first employee. If you have anyone that you like really suggest, please let me know, like send me over like their resume or give me their contact. If I land up hiring, I'm going to give a gift card to you. And I thought that was like such a great incentive because usually when people post this, I'm like, why would I go out of my way? Oh, but like, love you. you incentivize me with a $200 Visa gift card. Like, hello. I don't know why I was thinking like, here's a $5 gift card for Starbucks. Right. It's like, cool, 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 $5. Yeah. So you use your social networks. Yeah. That's how originally I was going to be starting. So I was mm-hmm. all set to like go do this. And so, yeah. What, what was going to be your incentive? I think the Visa gift cards are just great. I hate like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm personally like the type that I don't know the person. So Target might not be their thing. It might be Walmart or I don't know. So give them a Visa gift card. Let them have fun with it. Uh, Target would be my thing. Yeah, not Walmart. Just letting <laughs> you know right now, Target is my... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got it. Are you writing this down? you like Starbucks person as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm an any coffee person, so. But um, okay, so using your social... But you didn't have to do that, right? Is that your plan for... Are you already thinking about the next yeah. person? Yeah, so one of the things I'm kind of realizing with 
working with Beatrice. And listen, we've only, I think right now we only have like 13 patients like really booked over these next couple of weeks. However, that we have one who I think is going to be an op for sure. And I was just like, we've been struggling a little bit. Like when I'm training her in the back about like how to use like some of the equipment, we're missing like phone calls like in the front or like some like interactions. I do think not right away, but like as I start to build out my patients and kind of seeing what the ops, I was telling Beatrice, I don't know how flexible the parents are still in my area. But if I have one day, like a week that I could put all my ops in, maybe I could find someone who's willing to just come in on that one particular day and just be the assistant and like kind of take it from there and then grow with us as like we're growing. So little things like that. I'm noticing she needs to be kind of by her computer a little bit more with all the interactions like we kind of have been going on both like on email, for example, sending out claims like we've been having like issues, but it takes time to talk to Open Dental and like Casper and like all of that stuff. So we're missing out on some of that prime time because she's in the back. Gotcha. How is that technology right now? I know this is going to be another question for another episode, but like I just want to know, how's the technology holding up now Good. compared to when you before you were opening? I'm still getting used to some stuff. Um, Open Dental, they're fantastic. Their support is unreal. Like they call you, they walk us through it and they understand insurances. So they're like helping us discern things. So I'm loving it. I'm very happy with both Casper as well as Open Dental. The one thing I'm like a little bit surprised by, and it might just be because I might be confused myself, um, Unlock the PPO has been mm-hmm. wonderful. They've gotten me really great fees and like I'm just like waiting now to get credentialed. However, Anytime I'm running into like an issue with the insurances where I'm a little bit confused, I didn't realize how frustrating it would be that they don't have a phone number that I can just call. I always have to like email them little details like that. And then if it's like patient specific stuff, like for example, I'm Delta Dental Premier only. I'm not PPO. It's a little bit confusing when we're trying to figure out our claims because Delta Dental Premier, one of the annoying parts or additionally annoying parts about Delta Dental Uh is um, they don't give you a fee schedule. So you're figuring out what your fees are through Delta Dental Premier as you're sending out claims. Fine, I get that. But like, I'm getting claims rejected. I'm getting like my pre-offs rejected. And I'm just like a little bit confused as to what the setup is. Anytime I reach out to them, I'm getting deferred. I just think they've gotten me to a certain point. And I think now I'm realizing support-wise, now that I'm open, is not as strong. So it's just something to take into consideration. I know a couple of people have mentioned it on posts and all that stuff. With that being said, I'm beyond happy with everything up until this point. I just didn't realize the support option is like not as strong. We're all locked up PPO. Ah, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I never knew that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit deeper. But yeah. real quick, do you do or, or did you plan to do or does, does Jean recommend or anything like that to do any personality tests? Yeah. So actually, just personally, as like the owner. I had um, one full like leadership training day with one of her staff, like one of her other consultants. And in that, I was supposed to take like a personality thing, the Meyer Briggs, like I think I was ESFP, I'm trying to remember. But when we had our, me and Beatrice had our training with Jean for those two days before opening, she made um, Beatrice take it just so that we could like kind of figure it out. And the reason she is very big on it, she says right now, Beatrice and I, we're a team. We're going to get to the point that like we don't even have to like verbally say stuff to each other just because we kind of know how we work. So Beatrice, for example, is ISNP, I think. So we're a little bit different, but mm-hmm. we work well together. However, if we bring on a third member, we need to make sure like they might be great, but their personality and their type might not work well with our dynamic and our letters. 
or our personality letters and stuff. So yeah. she was like, just being aware of that is actually going to be important because bringing on a third person, it's actually going to change things. That third person is going to be probably the most difficult person to bring into the crew because you have two people and now you're bringing a third person in. A fourth person, not so much because they have like other people they can bounce off of, but it's going to be yeah. important to kind of know what's going on. Okay. So you guys took the Meyer Briggs test. Yeah. And then and let me ask, can it change? Can like yeah. you like, you're not, you're like ENTJ or whatever, and then it just changes. Yeah. And then do you believe that or no? Yes, I think so. Because I think like part of your personality is also like you, it depends on how much work that you do on yourself. So I could see myself like possibly like changing on like certain things. Not that one is bad and one is the other, but it might just be the way like my mind is starting to operate and how I view outcomes. I will say, though, I think that first letter, the introverted extrovert, I don't know how much that would change. Mm. With that said, though, I do wish that there were percentages associated oh, yeah, 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 with this. Yeah. Because well, not. No, at least the one that she made us take, I didn't see any percentages, but mm. I have taken like tests like in the past. For example, I'm like 52% extrovert and like 48% introvert, almost 50-50. So it's, I never know which one I'm going to get when I take these Meyer Briggs ones. They've consistently been E, so. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I, I'm borderline. So maybe I'm borderline on this other stuff. We are documenting yeah. you on a podcast. So, I mean, it's kind of, there it is. <laughs> kind of uh, yeah, it is a little bit extroverted, but I agree with you. I think it changes. We're so complex as, as yeah. human beings. For example, you and Beatrice, right? They have the same, I mean, y'all mesh together, right? Mm-hmm. If you bring someone else in and then you do their test and then they're like, oh my gosh, we're going to clash. I think their mindset right now when they come in with you is we're going to clash because that's their mindset, right? Not so much like this is who I am as a person, but that's their mindset. It will take time for them to adjust, but you don't have that time kind of thing, right? Like yeah. I don't have a year to make you try and adjust to us. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. And Ooh, break I your traits. About that. Yeah, that's actually really true. Like they could adapt to us, but it's not going to be like immediate. And that's why I'm getting you. I need something more immediate. Yeah. Some days I'm like, today I'm. 99% introvert. Like, this is it. This is the day. You're like, I, and people say hi, and I'm like, hey. you just kind of, you don't even, yeah, <laughs> you don't even want to say hi. Like, at the gym, they're like, hey, welcome to the gym. When are you working out? <laughs> you know, you just walk away. And then some days you're like, what's up? And then, hello. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Do you feel like that or no? Yeah, 100%. What I was telling you on like Saturday, I crashed. I wanted nothing to do with anyone. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't want to text. I actually put my phone on airplane mode for all of Saturday, I think five o'clock onwards. I was like, I don't want human interaction. I just want to sit with my blanket on the couch watching like reality TV and not feeling like bad at all about yeah. anything. <laughs> Is that your thing? Reality TV? Yeah. 90 Day Fiance. I just be, me and my wife used to be so, super into that. It is so good. Like, oh my gosh. And now they just came out with a new one where it's the American going to the international lover's spot. And so I, I'm just enjoying myself. And then Family Karma on Bravo. Oh, okay. I don't I never even heard of that one. It's Indian, like, reality TV, but, like, Bravo style. So it's kind of amusing. That's cool. Okay, good. That's good to know. <laughs> okay, so then, real quick, before we jump into the onboarding part of this, mm-hmm. did you contact the previous employer? Through lawyers. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. How I did mean, that go? It's going. I think right now it's just dealing with, like, demand letters and stuff. And then I'm going to decide which course of action to take depending on like the response it just all oh. happened last week so wait what do you mean all happened last i mean like did you contact them like hey i'm taking beatrice no no sorry no. i thought you were talking about the salary issue no wait, what, what is the salary issue 
oh, um, they haven't paid me for any of my time. And they owe me like over $7,000. What? They haven't paid you? You're still working for them? No, I quit that job like end of December. I think I... Yeah, you took... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't paid me. And And I've contacted them like multiple times, like asking for like my paycheck and like all that stuff. And I threatened even at that time to use a lawyer. And I just got silence. So did you get a lawyer? Yeah. Would it come out more expensive with lawyer fees? Um, that's why I'm sending demand letter first. And then from there, I'm going to decide what to do. The problem is, is I, I don't know how to say this, but I could and I would probably do well on my case. But like you're right, 7000 versus lawyer fees. It's not really worth it. But I have a lot of stuff on them with insurance issues, state board dental issues and everything. So there's different tracks that I could go with. Oh, them. so you can be like, hey, just kidding. Now it's 70000 kind of thing. Well, now I'm getting to the point of like the 7,000. I'm just angry enough that I want to not destroy them, but be like, dude, I don't understand like what you're doing, but like I have enough ammo on you. And all I have to do is just send a letter to the Medicaid or like state dental board and like Department of Labor. Yeah. Why are we going down this route? You're going to be owing way more than what you pay me. How much are you willing to let it go? Mm, You mean like not send a letter? Yeah. Just to be like, just say like, man, this. 7000 hopefully one day I'll get paid. If not, hey. oh well. Truthfully, I'm already kind of there. Because like, whatever my business has started, like I have other mm-hmm. things to focus on. But I'm angry enough that I just kind of want to send this letter off in the mail and then let it do its thing. And I just like kind of walk away from it. So okay. I'm like giving up on like the financial part. Like it was a little bit hard. I won't lie at first, just because when I quit that job, I didn't have a salary coming in. Part of my budgeting was like relying on that money to pay mm-hmm. like my rent. I live in New York City for it. Was Isn't it like 10000 a month? It's like crazy here. So yeah. that helps me. But like at the end of the day, like hopefully this business will succeed. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I was just wondering. I mean, like I, I would be a super mega upset. You know what I mean? I'd be like, man, yeah. like 7000 bucks. Yeah. I know. It's like not, it's, it's so dumb. Like, I don't know why you just wouldn't pay me and we can both move on. But whatever. Yeah. They haven't even sent me my tax info. Oh, right. Well, they need to contact you then. I know. So So I'm like, hello, like taxes are due soon. You guys have to send me something. (laughs) That's like the law, right? Or else they'll get I know. So and we'll Uh, find out. Makes sense. Okay. So when onboarding, Mm. once you told Beatrice, hey, I want to hire you, how did you onboard them? So HR for Health is who I'm using for like HR stuff. So she had to fill out all that paperwork. Um, Through there, there was also like just like a couple of documents that I wanted to make sure she understood about like office policies and everything. So that was all Mm -hmm. figured out like a couple of weeks like before hiring. Once that was taken into play, we weren't physically in the office space. It was still like I had a flood. So there was still like build out stuff. But it Mm -hmm. was a prime opportunity since she had never used any of the softwares that I brought on like Open Dental, Casper. There's so many onboarding moments that need to be had prior to opening with equipment, software training on the credit card machines, like all of that sort of stuff. I made her do that in those two weeks before opening. Um, So I think the first day my onboarding was to watch all the open dental modules. Let me know if she had any specific questions. Um, And I also gave her access to the computers here. So she was able to remotely like try out open dental while like going through the modules. And she just had to send us like a checklist of like when she like did stuff. And then that lasted like I think two days. And then the following week, I kind of had her start making like a list of, for example, like the local schools, like little things here and there that could only be done virtually. Then when we physically started coming into the space, that's like when we started 
talking about like phone scripts, like how are we going to be doing X, Y, Z? That was like sort of my onboarding process. Like, let me get you comfortable with the digital stuff, some stuff that's out of my control in person. Let's let me show you how we're going to be putting the instruments like this is the flow that I want when you're answering like insurance questions since we're still waiting to be credentialed. This is how I want you to talk. We sat down like for an entire morning, came up with like phone scripts. I showed her how to calculate insurances with deductibles and co-pays and like blah, blah, blah. So there was like a lot that was like happening on those fronts. Okay, that's good. That's good. When it came down to that, when it came down to like, this is how I want you to do this. This is how, was there any like where she's kind of like, well, this is a little bit better or do you think this is better? You know what I mean? Kind of like that script doesn't actually work or, or no. I actually asked for her input quite a bit. Because, like, I talk a certain way in my mind. I'm like, oh, this is how it should work. But just <laughs> at the old job, like, she was, like, sitting at the front desk. She handled this sort of stuff. Granted, it's a whole different patient population that she was dealing with. But I was basically going at it, like, listen, for example, the I think we spoke about it last time, but I'm not credentialed with all the insurances quite mm-hmm, yet. Mm-hmm. I'm still, like, waiting to go through that process. So how do we tell parents that, hey, come to us. I'm not technically in network, but like we're going to be. So I said that was my goal with this script. This is like what I came up with. Read it. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Then I would just listen to her. She's like, oh, yeah, talk. That makes sense. Or, oh, that that's a little confusing. Like, wait, can you clarify this? We would just kind of have those dialogues. And then when I would hear her tell parents this, I was like, oh, I didn't like that as much, actually. Wait, Beatrice, what do you think about changing this up? Constant like back and forth. But I, I was like listening while she would talk and then. We would both make adjustments, but she definitely, she's had a lot of experience with dental exchange. I have had zilch. So like how to like maneuver them, how to talk with them, how to like even speak to the support team. She's dealt with all of that. And I kind of let her take the reins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gotcha. When it came to HR for health, mm-hmm. scale from one to 10, 10 being like, I would have never done it without them. One being like, I don't even know why I got them. <laughs> Where would you say they came in? 7.5 to 8. Okay, so pretty, pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. like, so, I mean, I haven't had any issues, right? Like, who knows in the future, like, with any employees. I worked with Scott Mueller through Gene was my connect. And he was very good about, like, I think the pricing is, like, 150 a month for, mm. like, one to four employees. You can, their platform, at least, I haven't had any other HR experience, but, like, the check-in, check-out process, everything was digital. It was just, like, both for me as well as Beatrice, it's been, like, very easy on that front. Um, I got hooked up then to speak with someone about like handbook as well as like how to use like the platform. Getting to the point of creating my handbook was like really easy. But then um, the communication like kind of got a little bit when I was finalizing things. Apparently the girl that was doing my handbook had a medical issue for two or three weeks. But like it wasn't communicated to us. So me and Jean kept being like, where's the handbook? Where's the handbook? They just weren't telling us and that was like a little bit frustrating because I wanted Beatrice to have it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before like you know we were opening and everything but outside of just that one issue they've been really really good so far and like they even spoke to Beatrice if she had any questions needed help with anything she contacts them like if any problems so so far I'm happy okay cool yeah because I think the other one is like Cedar C-E-D-R I think oh yeah Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. that's the other bigger one but they were like definitely more expensive gotcha so HR for Health they created your handbook you just gave them key points and stuff like that or what so they I guess like kind of have a template mm-hmm. and like they were like these are things that you need to look for and then they were like what do you want what are benefits you do want to get what are things you don't want to give this is what we advise with startups and the good thing about a handbook is that it consistently keeps on changing 
So it's not set in stone. I can go back to my benefits and be like, oh, actually, this is like what I want. So they were very good with looking into what Connecticut's rules were, what I was allowed to do, what I wasn't allowed to do. Like Ashley, who was the one that helped me with my handbook, she was really great about, listen, like I've done a lot of startups. Usually I don't recommend this or give like this much waiting period for something like this. You have to protect yourself, things like that. They were just like really good pieces of advice. Gotcha. Okay. So 150 a month. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to take away the, let's just say, I don't want HR for health. What do they take away or do they keep, let you keep? So I everything? get to keep the handbook. Mm-hmm. Um, all the, you know, they even do the offer letters and everything for my employees. I didn't think I would lose access to any of that sort of stuff. But I think besides the handbook, that's really physically all I would really get back from them. And then I would just have to figure out what I'm going to be using for clocking in and clocking out. Oh, so they do that. Yeah, Beatrice just has it on her platform. She just clocks in from there and she can adjust things like afterwards and I always have to approve it. And then I just run the payroll like from there and bring it to QuickBooks. Oh, interesting. Okay, so HR for Health is pretty legit. They're pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. yeah, okay. I was impressed. Yeah, yeah. So do you assign, are you planning to assign each team member a daily checklist? And if so, what does it consist of? Like what does Beatrice's daily checklist consist of? Yeah, so what we decided is... I'm not here at the office like every single day. So Monday, Tuesday, and most Fridays, I guess you could say, we're working on just like anything that needs to be done more immediately. Insurances, um, talking with patients, figuring out equipment stuff, all of that sort of stuff. But on the days I'm not there, that's when she can deal with the insurances, all those phone calls that take forever, just like all those like annoying questions sort of stuff. So Mm -hmm. we decided like her admin days are going to be those Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, all more immediate patient care related tasks, those need to be done on the days that I'm there. And then me and her, we'll talk about things that she needs me there for. Um, So she'll always let me know like, hey, doc, this is not something I can do without you. Can we do it on like a day that you're here? Mm, Okay. I like that. Okay. So she has a daily checklist then for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then does each team member have like a specific goal in your mind? Like does Beatrice have a specific goal every single week or every day? So... At the moment, for her, there isn't really any specific goals. So when Jean came, we kind of told her, like, from a financial goal point for the office, if we reach our goals for that month and we have, like, a performa and what we're trying to, like, reach, then there will be, like, a bonus eventually at some point. I just don't know if we're going to reach those goals. But if so, like, it might not be that Visa gift card, but I would be taking her for like a nice lunch or things like that. Or I've like said multiple times to her, if I'm growing and if I'm reaching my goals, you are 100% going to grow with me. That's just my personal philosophy. Mm-hmm. I want people who want to work for me and like want to work for the business. And I feel that oftentimes I don't want someone to feel like I'm taking them for granted because I recognize to get to these goals is not easy for anyone. And so if we're profitable, like I'm hoping that I can share some of that with them. Jean implemented certain goals also for Beatrice. And I think a lot of them are more like system driven goals, getting her into the awareness of what how much the office is spending, Mm -hmm. the realistic nature of what my loans are, how much I paid for X, Y, Z, so that she's just more aware that this is not just, oh, I decided to order some equipment. Oh, I just decided to do this. Like Naomi took out a crap load of money (laughs) to like this happen. She's going to start owing this much in rent. This is like almost $10,000 in rent. How are we going to get all of this like into her plate? So she even made Beatrice like calculate if Naomi is not working for 10 minutes, how much does that add up to be? And it's $48 per hour. And so she was like, see, if she's sitting around for 30 minutes, that's like $150 missing. So it was like the awareness part that like Mm -hmm. I think Jean was like really, really great at making her 
understand what she's like dealing with. And so she's been really good about like just trying to like get patients in like whenever they're calling, she's very communicative. And like hopefully that through that word of mouth as like the practice grows, it's going to be good for us. Yeah, that's super good. Letting them be aware, you know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah. it feels good whenever you're just like chilling with your employee and talking and stuff like that. You're like, I love this job. But if you're like, why are you talking to me for an hour? And then we're going to lunch right after this. I don't get it. You yeah. know what I mean? Kind of thing. But, yeah, exactly. So I think that's like a really good awareness thing that I want to implement on like future employees as well. Listen, I'm trying to do my best. I have $750,000 in loan because of this office. Yeah. I want this to work. I'm willing to give you this much, but we need to (laughs) like, because like when Beatrice saw the numbers, you should have seen her eyes. She was like, it was massive. She looked at me. She's like, that's what you paid. So now whenever we do an Amazon order, she's like, Doc, are you sure you want to pay $8 for that clipboard? I'm like, but it's pretty. And she's like, do you really need it? It's pretty. She's all like nickel and diamond pens and everything. Yeah, that's so good though. All about that. Yeah, so it's good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. <laughs> you want that person to do that? Okay, awesome. So then, oh, wait, real quick, what system-driven goals did Jean give? First, she has all mm-hmm. of our overall goals, but she has paperwork in place as well as like reports that are done like biweekly and monthly. That it's a little bit cumbersome. It seems like a lot for just two people. Once Beatrice, hope, hopefully, she steps away eventually from the front desk and takes on like a different role. It's to kind of like get other people on board with like what the practice is like actually making. So like little things like documenting how many patients are like coming in from like emergencies into conversions into like actual new patients. I want you to document like the treatment for this. This is a worksheet that I want you to use. It's little systems like that, not to like put more tasks on Beatrice, but it's just more. Okay, we only saw five new patients. Oh, all those limited exams, none of them converted to new patients. What is going on? And so now when she's like running the reports or like even just checking our production at the end of the day, she's like, yeah, we reached that. Oh, okay, we need five new patients. So she started, for example, asking all the parents just because of that awareness. Oh, does blah, blah, blah have any siblings? And boom. So now we got three new patients just from asking that question. Yeah. So super super important question. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like good. It's good. I'm happy. Okay, cool. And then do you plan to do monthly or quarterly assessments on their performance? 100%. I think Beatrice and I, because it's one-on-one, it feels like a little bit more awkward to probably do monthly Mm -hmm. with her, like in terms of like assessments. So I do think I want to do it quarterly for sure. But I do plan on having like a good monthly lunch meeting or even bi-weekly, let's see, but like initially like monthly where we just kind of block out like two hours and we just like kind of power through things. Hey, I've been noticing in the past month, these are things that you're shining on. However, I'm also noticing like you're struggling a little bit with XYZ. Is there something I can do to help? Or like, do you need this? And I want that same feedback. Mm, Gotcha. You want to ask them like. Yeah. And so I do plan on like kind of having those evaluations, but I also wanted, so it's a little bit more dynamic initially. And then quarterly, I could be like, hey, you know, we've talked about this for the past like few months, but I still notice you're like struggling on this front. So like, I can't give you a good score on this front because I've been bringing it up enough times. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. How well do you handle that? Like, let's just say this meeting is, you know, in your mind, you're kind of like, I got to tell, not Beatrice, but maybe her or somebody else like that they need to work on this. I didn't like the way they talked to me here and I didn't like the way they did this. Would you bring that up in front of everybody in the lunch meeting, especially the part like where they talked about, they talked to me like this, or you'd bring that up somewhere else. And then how well will you handle it if they're like, well, you did this and this to me too. Mm. Like almost like a retaliation type of thing. You know what I mean? Personally, I hate confrontation. I just think being accusatory is like never good. I get very defensive. 
if someone's like, oh, blah, 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 I'm like, well, you, you know, like, (laughs) I just naturally go into that role. And it's taken a lot of like, work to almost have to take that step back at times and be like, okay, hold on, hold on. Um, obviously, sometimes in the moment you lose like full control. Yeah. Um, when I'm hangry, like forget yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's something I'm just really trying to do and be very aware about. Like, there's been already like mess ups. Don't get me wrong. There's things I'm like, oh, you could have done that a little bit better. I'm not trying to do it in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's not worth it. I'll just go the next day and be like, hey, how do you think the flow went? For example, I'll just use something like silly. Hey, I gave you a sheet for like all the questions I want you to ask about oral hygiene and diet. I noticed that you kind of really quickly skimmed through it. And I want those questions answered when you report back to me. I noticed that she didn't do that, like with one of the patients. And I was like a little bit like, that's odd. We literally just talked about this yesterday. We went through the day. I still asked the questions I had to in the meeting. But like the next day, I was like, how do you think yesterday went when you were talking to the patients? Are you feeling comfortable? And she was just like, no. She was like, I felt really awkward with like the clipboard. So before like accusing her of like, you didn't ask all the questions. We tried to talk about like, hey, why do you feel awkward? Okay, is there a better method? Do you think instead of you just standing there with the clipboard, maybe you should like do physical tasks while you're like talking with them so it feels more conversational versus a little reporter? Those little dynamic questions actually completely changed the way that she started interacting with the parents in the back. I was like in the sterilization, kind of like listening in. Dialogue instantly changed with moving forward. She was just like, well, she was like undoing the trays and like all that stuff. She was like, oh, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And all those questions that I had on there, she just started like spewing them out. So I was like pretty impressed. With that said, going back to your original question, once I get more employees, I hate individual point outs. I would not like that. I would feel really embarrassed and like not feel motivated. Do not want to ever do that. I think if I have a personal conflict with someone, say like someone's speaking like rudely to me, I'd rather push them to the side. Sometimes also it's not even worth bringing up depending on like the issue itself. But if it's a consistent issue that I'm noticing like in the overall staff, then that's something to bring up in the meeting. But once again, not being like, well, Beatrice said this about me. So like, I want all of you guys to know like this is not okay, but just more okay. I've just been noticing that there's been some like loosey-goosey talk that is not appropriate. Things like that. It will be hard for me. I know this. It's going to take, ask me again, maybe in like six months. <laughs> I fired them on the spot. Yeah. I get you. Forget it. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that, that is tough, especially when you're like, you go in there and you're like, hey, I, I have something specific in my mind. I want to tell you. And you are the leader, right? So you go in yeah. there, but then they are like, well, you do this too. And then you're like, do you just say that? You know what I mean? And you got to. I don't know. You got to do whatever you got to do. Right. But at the same time, be a leader. I know I I will be texting you once that happens, because I'm actually kind of curious about how I'm going to react to that as well. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll, you'll do good. Awesome. So Naomi, what's next? OK, so let's see. I am going to be starting to ground market. That's something personally I've been like kind of like keeping off just because I wasn't sure if I was opening on time. Um, I'm trying to like figure out how I want to speak to like other local businesses and everything. So that's kind of like my goal um, for the next like week or so, just like creating those lists, starting those conversations with people um, and just kind of getting like the word out there a little bit more. I feel like I've been a little bit tiptoeing around putting my yeah. name <laughs> to say lightly, yeah. but now I'm like, I'm ready. I'm like, all right, little denties here. Hi guys. <laughs> After a year, it's here. It's here. I think yeah. we're official now. <laughs> Honestly, I know that I've done your ground marketing course. I think I'm in like the last leg of it right now. But if anyone has like any tips, because one of the things I want to do is giveaways, but like with simple things on my end, 
However, I like the idea of getting a couple of other businesses involved as well. Hey, the toy store down the street, do you want to give like a $10 gift card with each of mine? I feel like people would be receptive to it, but I think I'm struggling actually with the initial reach out. How do I say this? You have no idea who I am. So I don't know how to like reach out and be like, hi, I'm a new pediatric dental office. I'm doing a giveaway and thought about you. Would you want to be a part of it? I just, I don't know, in my mind, that feels like a little bit awkward, though. That probably sounds normal. But if anyone has a script or like, do you, you have hygiene kits, right? And stuff like that? Yeah. Or like, like kits for the children. Mm-hmm. And do you plan to do events? I'm actually struggling a little bit with finding events here, to be honest. So I would like to, I don't see myself doing tons of them, but I see either sponsoring them or giving mm-hmm. stuff if I can. Okay. Well, you can just, you just have them in your hygiene kits. But it's honestly, I mean, like we used to do this all the time with our pedo. Like you walk in and then you're like, hey, can I have some of your information? And mm-hmm. like, do you have an appointment or anything? You're like, no, I just wanted to have some of your information to put it in our kits for the, the little dentate down the street like that. And then all our patients can kind of like take it in, right? This month we want to sponsor whatever business they are, right? It can be this month we're thinking about health and wellness or we're thinking about this and we, we thought of you guys. And so we're like, let's, let's bring it in. Let's put some of your information on there. They will love that. They're going to be like, yes, definitely. Let me give you some more information. Then once you get all that information, you can say, you know what? We're also doing this little raffle thing. It's just 10 bucks, 10 bucks. That's it. 10 bucks, a gift card, whatever you, or you can do whatever you want. And they love it, the patients. And it'll be more exposure for YouTube, blah, 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 blah. We'll post it on our Facebook, all this things. They'll do it. And oh like, my yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, Wait, that, that is so good. Oh, I love it. It's in the course, Naomi. I don't remember this. It must be in that last leg. And I think actually the giveaway part is in Manal's part. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I got the idea. So I finally got like the prizes. The one I have hooked up with is like a really popular coffee, local coffee shop here. So I was trying to do something that incentivized the parents as well as like the kids. So they're known for like their coffee beans and stuff. So they're giving me like gift cards as well as like coffee bean bags. So like that part. I was like, sweet, nailed that one. (laughs) Honestly, if you do more incentives for like the parents, like wine, bourbon, Mm -hmm. right? Like, or like uh, coffee, things like that, freaking love it, right? But if it's like, hey, here's like a $10 Build-A-Bear workshop, they're like, I don't know. I've tried doing the Build-A-Bear thing a lot and you're able to go in there and, you know, do events with the kids and everything. But I noticed like, they're like, this is 50 bucks with all the accessories and everything. But thank you, you know, parents love other stuff. Oh, that's so smart, actually. Yeah, I would actually... Yeah, I think I'm going to look into doing that because there's a couple of like stores around here. And I was like, oh, do I make this more kid friendly or do I make it more like parent friendly? And so I, I've been trying to find like a balance because for me personally, if I had a kid, this sounds so selfish. <laughs> it, <was all> about- <laughs> it would just be like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. I would have like maybe like one or two kid things in there, but everything else like, this is for the family. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, just do that. Awesome. Okay. So with that being said, next week we'll be talking about marketing and branding. So we'll look into that and insurances. But with that being said, sign us out. All right. Well, this is a little denty. You can find me on my personal Instagram is Dr. Naomi Sidani. And thank you for everyone who's been DMing, by the way. It's been actually really cool to hear everyone's stories so far. So it's been fun chit-chatting. And then also my offices is Little Denty Smiles. So definitely follow me there. And this is the making of Little Denty. Little Denty.